Hi, welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Zach. And I'm Rin. And today we are talking about role playing and writing. So, Rin and I had, we actually, a few years ago, we were in the same role playing group. Yes, Zach was our GM. Yeah, and since then we've both continued to. Uh, to participate in role playing, although maybe less now that we're in the middle of like tests and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in five D and D campaigns right now. That's it's impressive. Insane. That is impressive. So maybe we should we should uh, kind of kowtow and be like, okay, Rin, <laughs> tell us tell us about writing and world building because I I'm busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, role playing is another format for sel- storytelling. It's interesting because it's the only we don't usually write in second person. Right. But as you DM, you get to be like, you do this, you experience this, you see this, you right? See this, mm-hmm. yes. That's a really interesting part of it. But then there's so much more to role playing than just using second person. Right. One of the things about role playing is that oftentimes the way that stories appear is that you start with the world and then you go to the characters and then you go to the plot. Where in, you know, everybody has their own step by step process as far as how they go about um, their creating their story. Maybe you start with the plot and then you build out from there, like I did with the um, with my largest um, with my largest novel. I started with the plot, figured out okay, who are the characters and what is the setting? And go around there. With role-playing, it's fairly straightforward. You have to start with the world and then go to the characters and then go to the plot. Yeah, and you make sure that all of the characters like fit into the world you created. Like mm-hmm. in one of the sessions or campaigns IDM, we have this really cool world called the Fractured Isles. And then we're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to fit the characters in and then we're going to throw them together and mm-hmm. then from there a plot emerges. Right. So when you would want to use a role-playing game in your writing, it can be helpful to just participate in role-playing because it helps for developing skills like foreshadowing and world-building. And then for certain genres of writing as well, you need some kind of role-playing game background or some kind of role-playing system to make it, to make the genre work. Uh, specifically, um, Lit Mag. Uh, so... Uh, when you're, when part of the writing is engaging with like levels or skill trees or you know those sorts of things, mm-hmm. then you kind of have to engage with the with role playing. Yes, and I would say another benefit of role playing is it's so great for developing character voice. Yes. Um, whether you're a DM or a player, mm-hmm. you get to like really delve into one character's head and be like, oh, is this what they would do? Is this how they would talk? Is this how right. they would act? Mm-hmm. And that could be really helpful if you struggle with characterization in your writing to approach it as if you were, you were role playing. And it can also help for... Um, Sometimes I found myself where it's like, this character feels a little boring. And so I go back to thinking about, okay, role playing. If I were playing this character and I were committing to playing this character for a couple months, what would I need to do to make them more interesting? And then that helps with the writing because then the character isn't boring. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There are a few different types of tabletop RPGs that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably the most familiar one to most people is dice-based RPGs, like... Dungeons and Dragons or Fate, mm-hmm. um, and I know you really like Fate. I do. That's the session. That's the system we played when we were in the campaign together. Yeah. I haven't played Fate since. I don't have the right dice. <laughs> that's fair. Um, They're kind of unique. Yeah, 
Um, but I play mostly D and D this these days. Mm-hmm. So you roll a die or a dice. You roll a die or some dice. Yep. And though that like randomness, which we talked about in our randomness and world building episode, yep, is like what helps drive the story. Like it lends an element of fate, so to speak. Yeah. Um, these types of systems tend to lean toward, I said lit mag earlier, that is not correct, lit RPGs. So literary RPGs, that's what it's. That's what it stands for. Um, and it's a specific genre. Anyway, um, these types of systems will, will basically be you running a character of your own creation through a campaign of your own creation. So not only if you are familiar with role playing, you're not only the DM, but you're also all the characters, which shouldn't actually be that hard because you're already all of the background characters when you're the DM. But um, you can use the dice or you cannot, but it can be helpful to use some of those tropes and some of the skills that you develop with DMing in the context of um, in the context of writing. There are some systems that are dice-based but lend themselves to a more narrative flair. So um, Genesis or Fate are both systems where it's not... So much rolling against uh, a number, but it, the role in and of itself tells a story about okay, do they succeed or fail? Why do they succeed or fail? And uh, you know, are they doing a success with you know some bad thing happening to them, or are they failing with some good thing happening to them? It can it can be a lot more complicated than just yeah, like, succeed or fail. Yeah. That's a concept I actually recently came across when I was reading some D&D vlogs. Yeah. Uh, they called it splitting the check, where it's like, you're rolling against a number, yes, but you have to also, like, if you're within two of the number, you, like, succeed with a cost or fail with a small win. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's a way that you can make. So even if you're not using, even if you, I should say, even if you're using a really he- numbers-heavy system like D&D, you can still, like, spice it up mm-hmm. by doing stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. There are also other types of tabletop role-playing games, like story-first um, role-playing games. So some examples are Wander Home or Dungeon World or Apocalypse World, and they're based around narrative moves. So rather than um, rather than rolling a die firsthand, it's you are narrating, and then something that you do triggers a dice roll. So the narrative comes first, and then the dice roll comes, and you move forward with that. Um, the image that I have in my mind is kind of how the Pokemon games work, where you're nice. just kind of wandering around and you know exploring that kind of thing. But if you step into the tall grass, that's when it starts to get into the number crunchy, like which move do you use? How much damage does it do? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then I think our next topic for this episode is experimental RPGs. Yeah. Which I don't know a lot about, so I'll let you take the lead. Sure. These are uh, role-playing games that are not classical in that they don't use dice or that they use dice in a really inventive and different way. Um, And so these different mechanics that they use can lend themselves um, better to certain certain narrative styles. Um, So many of the of these experimental RPGs that I can think of are like card-based RPGs or if you're familiar with Fiasco and Dread, all of these systems use some kind of form of diminishing resource pool. 
So with a card-based RPG, you have like a hand of cards that has a certain number. It has numbers in it. And as the game goes on, you have to choose which card you're going to play on a particular task. And so as you get further along, your resource pool is diminishing and it ups the tension. So if you struggle with pacing, these kinds of uh, these kinds of role-playing games can be really helpful in keeping the tension up and ramping the tension up as the narrative goes because the players and by extension the characters options start running out as time goes on yeah that makes sense yeah do we have any should we just recap the episode sure okay so role playing is a great and fun way to approach storytelling and use the second person which is maybe not the the most applicable to writing but unless you're my friend Ian from my writing group who wrote a prologue in second person. Oh. Um, just thought of that. But some benefits of using RPG strategies is it helps you develop skills like foreshadowing, world building, character voice and distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, pacing. Pacing, of course. Um, and you can expo- experiment with dice-based RPGs, story-first RPGs, card-based RPGs. Um or more experimental kinds yeah, as well. Yeah, experimental kinds. You guys should try this out, and if you're already using role-playing and writing, you should let us know. DM us on Instagram. We are still working on getting an email set up. <laughs> it really is executive dysfunction <laughs> up in here. Um, but we'll get an email set up maybe by the time this episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to Quid Pro Quo.